With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much of a challenge has the first five weeks been for you, Russell Wilson? This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's like my, my favorite uh, earth, wind, and fire song, The Way of the World. You know, I'm built for it. I got these 39 yards. Charter swing. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests, NFL on Fox analyst, Greg Olson, head of lifestyle and content marketing for NBA 2K, Ronnie 2K, Buffalo Bills safety, Jordan Poyer, plus actor Colin Hanks. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is, everybody. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show right here on the Roku channel, channel 210. We say hello to you, and we say hello to anybody listening to us on our terrestrial radio network, Coast to Coast, Sirius Channel 218, XM 202, 992 on the Sirius XM app. Hello to those streaming us on Odyssey, listening to us as well there. We say hello to anybody who is downloaded this show later on on our podcast network. We appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button. We say hello to anybody who's already one of you, uh, one of our subscribers to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. If you're not, hit the subscribe button there because that's one way you could keep up with our program. Also, the Roku channel, we re-air on it every single day as soon as we're done on Channel 210. And new to Roku this very week... The Rich Eisen Show Collection. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. Hey, hey. That's called up? Video On Demand. Hey, you, you can fancy, go and huh? check hey. us out right here on Roku, uh, on the Roku channel. You can see all our clips right here. Watch the show on demand right here. Do it. How about them apples? Love it. And I love it. It's the Rich Eisen Show Collection. The Criterion Collection got nothing on us. We're a collection, guys. <laughs> hey. We're a collection. We're a collection of something. <laughs> How are you, Chris Brockman? Yeah, I, I would have been better if, like, Justin Herbert threw a touchdown pass. Okay, last very night. good. Good to see you over there, uh, DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good morning, Rich. How you doing? And TJ Jefferson left his phone I ringer know. on. I heard the uh, he left his phone little, ringer on. I got, I got oh, anytime you hear the curtain enthusiasm theme, I know it's TJ's phone left up. You know, who's calling you at nine o'clock in the morning when you're coming on the air? You know what it was? Who's doing that? Is it, it a bank? It's Look my at, it's my niece Naila texting me. She oh. had a, she had a homecoming volleyball game yesterday. Okay, so I Facetime my sister. Okay. And I was watching it on the phone, and I think she just found out because she just sent me a text. And whenever she te- sends me a text, you know what she wants? Some money. So I know oh, this was a money okay. text. Wow. Right, so, wow. So she, a throw. Uh, she, she heard I was watching. They won. She played well. Now she wants some type of compensation, well, goes, I'm sure. There goes your best uncle ever sign for your wow. station here. Well, on no, the no. I mean, she'll probably get it. So, you know. <laughs> and by the oh. way, can I say good morning to everybody except the people that run Twitter and the zone? 
I don't wish wow. anything wow. good for you. But everyone else have a great day. Wow, DJ. look at him. I You're mean, using the platform. Salty. Yeah, I mean, I'm upset. Wow. Salty salty TJ. New, se- salty new, TJ. new segment here called Angry Takes. Do you need a scepter for it? <laughs> well, remember my one take? I can't say the word no. on Roku. Speaking but. of angry takes, let's let's talk about Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, no, no, listen. Um, come on, look, uh, what, whatever. Here, here's my take on, on uh, Monday Night Football from, uh, from last night. Hey, Nathaniel Hackett, whatever you're doing, you need to take it and rip it up and throw it out and start over. Literally start over. Whatever your PowerPoint presentation to the then owners or to George Payton, the general manager, whatever, whatever you presented about what you're going to do for this team on offense, take it, throw it out. Whatever you did maybe in the first quarter of last night's game, where Russ was cooking, riding, Broncos Nation was riding, 10 nothing lead, keep some of that. And I know you might say, well, part of it is what you just told me to throw out. I got it. Throw everything else out then. Because whatever you're doing, it ain't working. What you're doing defensively is working, but the Broncos are right now at 2-4. and four, Despite allowing... 16 and a half points per game. If you are allowing 16 and a half points per game in the National Football League and you have a quarterback who prior to joining your team was a damn near perennial pro bowler who made the the playoffs almost every year and not only made the playoffs almost every year, appeared in the division round almost every year because he either got a bye or he won in a wild card game because that's what Russell Wilson did in Seattle. If you have somebody like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy to throw the football to, and you're allowing 16.5 points per game, and you're only winning one-third of your games, something is up and wrong. The math ain't mathin'. (laughs) They've allowed 10 or fewer points in their two wins, and in their four losses, allowed 17 to Seattle. The outlier is 32 to Vegas. 12 points to Indianapolis, and last night, 19 to the Los Angeles Chargers who won the game with a one-legged kicker. <laughs> and Insert joke here. Uh, st- dude, <laughs> I don't think I'm lying. Okay? He, he couldn't even warm up. Like That's Honestly, usually the great shot, that like kicker I, warming up on the I, sideline. I've never seen more points scored by – the last time I saw more points scored by somebody staggering was, was in college walking out of – the brown jug on the campus of the University of Michigan, one of my fraternity brothers, stagging around and scoring. I mean, <laughs> this is what's happening to the Denver Broncos right now. And it is not acceptable. And everybody who's pointing out, well, the offensive line is banged up, absolutely. And people are pointing at Russell Wilson and, and even Troy Aikman's pointing out that he is just, he's not seeing the field. And I will not be part of the crew that thinks Russell Wilson is washed. Uh, You can't. He's just not feeling it. And part of the reason why he's not feeling it might be whatever is going on between his temples because he's not used to being criticized in the manner in which he's being criticized so widely. It might be part of him seeing ghosts up front might be him being completely uncomfortable the offense it can be his in 
ability to see the field, but it could also be part of whatever deficiencies he may have that got covered up in Seattle. I don't know. But I I saw last night him stepping up in the pocket and finding his wide-open rookie tight end for a touchdown. I see him moving around. When he's moving around, it's so much better for him. And then I don't know what happens with with the coach play calling when the game's on the line. Is he pulling a rock? I don't I don't know because I cannot imagine he went into an organization that's had Vic Fangio attached to the hip of Joe Flacco and Drew Locke for all this time, for all that time before. And part of his PowerPoint was like, when the game's on the line, we're going to run it twice and then we're going to throw a 50-50 ball. And if I was in charge, I'd be like, we've been doing that around here quite a bit. Like, what are you going to do? Last night, Latavius Murray in overtime, two runs. And he got him to third and one. They threw it. Incomplete pass. Next time, they got it back because the defense was balling out. Yep. Two runs. Third and long. 50-50 ball to Jerry Judy. And then you got it back. And then, of course, the muffed punt that kind of wasn't their, their receiver's It wasn't really his fault. Fault but... because he had his own guy pushed into him. Yeah. Ball game. Out comes Dustin Hopkins staggering around and, and splitting uprights. Which, by the way, Chargers fans are like... <laughs> That's not usually what's supposed to happen with us. We're supposed to have no kicker and then lose the game. We'll get to the Chargers in a second. I'm not done yet with the Broncos. Whatever they're doing offensively, get it out of here. And and, and at some point, you know, I'm, I know people are like, fire a hackett. It's just six games. You're two and four. And the teams in front of you are two games in front of you, yes. Two and a half in front of you because you've already lost now to the Chargers. But season's not over. But whatever's going on with Hackett, I mean, the play calling in overtime and, the, the you know, whatever they were doing second, third, fourth quarter, it was just so difficult to watch. And here's the ultimate on it is I don't know how these things happen. Anybody who had, and this includes me, uh, you know, raising my hand, Javante Williams, you have him in fantasy, okay? You're watching him split snaps with Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. And this kid is one of their most electric playmakers they had coming into the season, right? Now he's out for the years, we all know. But he's splitting carries like Mike Boone. You're like, this guy who could only see the field in Minnesota is if everybody in front of him got hurt. He's getting some meaningful third down snaps. This kid's off the field. Melvin Gordon's fumbling it all over the place. They still give him shots. And then suddenly, Melvin Gordon gets, as soon as Williams is gone, benched. Latavius Murray was running the ball well, and I think he's going to run the ball very well, and he knows the AFC West, West very well. I mean, he burst first burst onto the scene on a Thursday night against Kansas City for the then Oakland Raiders. He knows the division. But all of a sudden, Melvin Gordon is just benched, and you don't even tell him what's up. He's standing there, and... And he's going against his former team? And you're not even going to bottle that and use that and roll him downhill against his former team? So you 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 take Russ off the field for your kicker for a 64-yard field goal against his former team in his former team's house. You don't let Russ cook there. And now Melvin's back in Los Angeles against the Chargers, and you're just benching him? And he says after the game, nobody told me why? That's ridiculous. I I, I, I mean, what's up? Who's making these decisions? 
Jerry Judy's like barking at the field, talking to Melvin Gordon. I have no idea what he's talking about, but he doesn't look happy. He's probably like, you should be out here. So whatever that's been done, take it, throw it the hell out, burn it, and never acknowledge its existence and start again. Because you know what? You're going against the Jet team next week at home, and they are coming. They are coming with young kids who feel great about themselves, the exact opposite of the Broncos team I saw last night. As for the Chargers, you are what you are. And what they are are a 4-2 and two team that for some reason – for my, I, again, I'm not an X and O's all 22 tape head, but the stuff they're running with Justin Herbert makes it seem like they don't know who they really have there. And Brandon Staley was on this program last yeah. week, yeah. and he's a former quarterback talking about how it's the first time that Justin Herbert has shown to the country this year. Everybody knows about how, what he did in college, and everybody knows how he got the job initially in Los Angeles, took it over when he wasn't expected to start, and has never looked back and has been dynamite. And so many people thought he was going to be the MVP of the league this year. And they're not calling plays like he's the MVP of the league. Just look at the Buffalo Bills. What they have with this big, strong, tall, confident dude who can throw it and run it down your throat. And I know that running it down your throat is difficult when he's got a fractured rib cage. But they're going vertical. They're just pushing it down the field. They're not – I mean, and, and, and they have a better running game, with all due respect, than the Buffalo Bills. With Austin Eckler, this guy's carrying people in the end zone. Yo. It just seems to me like watching paint dry with one of the most dynamic quarterbacks you've seen in the league. In a long time, they should be winning games like this by two touchdowns when you can't score. When they're, you've got a defense with Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson doing what it's doing without their Bosa. It's so frustrating watching that, too. And I don't know what the hell they were doing at the end of that game with all timeouts left. I, I, I mean... Playing for overtime, it I, seemed Well, like. they were playing for overtime after they went, they threw it on third and one, I mean, third down and didn't get it. And they're like, well, we're not going to, I guess Brandon Staley was, I already went for it on my side of the field in fourth down last week. We were lucky to get away with it. I'm not yeah. going to do that here. I'd rather take my chances in overtime. And why not? Because Russ wasn't, forget it, he wasn't even in the kitchen. He, he, he was ordering out. <laughs> so, you know, Uber Eats. whatever he was doing. So I'm sitting there wondering, you know, I'm seeing one coach from Denver using all his timeouts on defense, and then one coach in Los Angeles, you know, using his time one one timeout when he has the ability with Justin Herbert to just go much of the field and hand it off to his one-legged staggering kicker and try and go for a shot at the end of regulation. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, and I know I've just lost to the Bills, and I know... I'm going to play the what appears to be, unfortunately, one marquee game of Week Seven. You look at the Week Seven schedule; it's not going to it's not going to light too many fires just by looking at it. Yeah. But Kansas City at San Francisco is the marquee event of this weekend. Clearly, we all know Super Bowl rematch between these two franchises from just a couple of years ago. So here comes Kansas City going to San Francisco, and that's not going to be a great matchup for them. One would think. Although San Francisco's banged up and Kansas City almost won this game. All I'm saying is this. If I'm Kansas City and I saw that game last night, I am red our back, foot up, feet up on the table, lighting a cigar and saying, we got this thing. 
We got this thing. And I know the Chargers just won, and they have the same record as Kansas City and took them to the limit in week two on the Thursday night football kickoff on Amazon Prime this year. And they have the same record. And looking at the standings right now, you're sitting here thinking, wow, that game that uh, Mahomes invited Henry Winkler to on November 20th here in SoFi Stadium between the Chiefs and Chargers, that's a pretty big one. And it may be when we all get to it. But if I'm the Chiefs, I'm thinking long run here? Ha! We got this thing. We got this thing sewn up. We are so much better than everybody else in this division that everybody thought was the toughest division we'll see in the NFL in quite some time. Um... I'm uh, I'm the Chiefs. I'm watching that Monday night game thinking, this is great. More of that, please. We're good. Let's just focus on the Bills and who might ever come out of the AFC North if it's the Bengals again for sure because they have our number from last year. My two cents on Thursday night football. I'm a little fired up today. I had a lot of caffeine. I love it. It's an easy drive from work to, uh, to work today. I'll tell you a little bit about that. And plus, I got one of my favorite people uh, in Los Angeles, a dear friend, Colin Hanks, coming in studio in hour number three. He's got a show on Peacock that he was telling us about last time he was here when he was promoting the offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of the family streaming now on Peacock. He's great in it. It's a great show. And he's also got a documentary on Willie Mays that's coming out. Uh, Say hey. b- Before he shows up in studio, Jordan Poyer of the 5-1 and one Buffalo Bills fresh off of that game in Kansas City that he drove to and back from Western New York. We'll explain why if you don't know. Uh, The NBA season tips off tonight in a ring ceremony in in San Francisco that we know Draymond Green will be there for. Mm -hmm. But the way that we're celebrating the tip-off of the NBA season is by having Ronnie 2K in here. And Ronnie is the guy who is in charge of giving out the ratings for the NBA 2K video (laughs) game. Clay Thompson loves him, (laughs) and we'll talk about that. Oh, wait a minute. I'm being told it's the exact opposite. Yeah. He gets a lot of crap from players who don't like their ratings. People take it very They've seriously. They've also run through some simulations, and they know they know who's going who's to win uh, the, the championship this year. I agree with half of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's take a break. When we come back, Greg Olson, the man who will be calling the Super Bowl uh, this year on Fox, along with Kevin Burkhart, fresh back from Lambeau Field, where the Jets took care of business. We'll talk about everything going on in Greg Olson's world in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, I, what did I say when I first came back from the Combine, when Greg Olson was doing the Combine stuff with NFL Network? What did I say? What did you, I say? You love him? I did. Yeah. Say He's going to be really good. Well, he had me at hello way back when. Yeah, of even. course. But, you know, when he was doing stuff with us at the combine, I'm like, that guy has got the chops if he wants to follow it. And he's followed it. And guess who's calling the Super Bowl on Fox this year? This guy. 88? This guy. This guy. And he also has some announcement about tight end university. Oh. Which, you know, he and Kittle and Kelsey and the rest of the tight end community have been putting together the last couple of years. Joining us here from the NFL on Fox and so much more. Greg Olson here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you been, Greg? I'm doing great, man. How's it going? I'm doing great. Hey, I love that. Appreciate the warm welcome. Of course. It always is. You know, you always have a warm welcome here. Loved, loved, loved your son, TJ, getting to meet Aaron Rodgers and the story you told. I'll give you the floor here to tell that story for those who may not have seen that part of the broadcast on Fox this week, sir. Go for it. Yeah, it was a really cool moment for him. So at the start of the year, I let each one of my kids, they get to pick a game that they can come to with me. And they come by themselves. The other two have to stay home. So my daughter came to L.A. last week when I called the Rams game. And then my son was going to come with me to Green Bay in week 10 when we were scheduled to go there. This past week we were supposed to be in Pittsburgh. So last minute they changed the game. So he ended up coming a little bit earlier. So we were sitting in production meetings and we, you know, with, you know, Burkhart and Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi and the rest of the crew. And we were just, you know, TJ was talking and they're like, hey, why'd you pick Green Bay? And he's like, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see Lambeau Field and I would love to meet Aaron Rodgers. So fortunately, I, I know Aaron well. I don't know if I know him like well enough personally to like call and ask for favors, but Aaron Andrews and him are close. So she texted him and long story short, he came out of pregame, he came out of the tunnel for pregame, looked for us, found us right by the tunnel, came over. He was amazing. You know, took pictures with him, ended up throwing, you know, having a catch with him at during warmups. Like it was just an unbelievable moment. It was TJ's. Uh, you know, TJ. For those who don't know, had an op- had um, a heart transplant last summer, mm. so he's finally now being able to go back on the road and he can travel and start doing some of these things. So one of his wishes was to go to Lambeau and meet Aaron Rodgers. And um, we're fortunate that Aaron was kind enough to take some time in pregame to to see him last week on Sunday and. He had, he carried the smile on his head, on his face the rest of the day. Well, I, I, again, it's just it's it's a little thing, right? It's it's little things that mean so much, and and I you know I love it when I see big time athletes just do the little things, and I'm so glad that Rogers, you know, and the right before a game, it's the stuff that he should do, and 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 he does, and I I think it's awesome, man, and I thought it was great. I'm so happy for your son and you. I mean, what a moment that must have been for you as a dad, to watch your son 
um, after his journey um, and the depths from which he has now come back. It's, it's amazing. I'm happy for you, brother, really. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, he's a special, he's a special little guy. He's been through a lot. He just had his 10th birthday yes. um, last week, so he's, uh, he's doing great. And like you said, he's been through a lot. He's had, you know, last summer was, uh, you know, as, probably as low as you probably can go. Right? I mean, needing to have your heart replaced at eight years old. But uh, he's bounced back. He's better than ever. He's a great kid, and now he's just able to go back and enjoy the things uh, that he wasn't able to do for a long time, like travel and be on the road and whatnot. So it's been uh, it's been a blast. It was, we had a fun weekend, just the two of us, for a couple of days in in Green Bay, and he got to check off a pretty cool bucket list mm-hmm. item. I love it. How many kids do you have again, Greg? How many kids do you have? I got three. Okay, so, so, I got so one. So my my son. My bar's been set very high. Bar has been set very high yeah. for the third one so what do you got here yeah what do so we have? my daughter came to la tj yep. got to come to lambo my oldest son's in the middle of football season right now he okay tackle football so he's got to wait until the season's over so he's got he's got another month or two until you know he'll probably come to a later game uh knowing him he'll somehow like finagle his way into like a playoff game somewhere amazing so He'll be just fine. Okay. I'm not worried about him. I don't know. I mean, Brady Brady tapped out uh, on a Friday night to go to a craft wedding. I mean, maybe your son. You know, does your does your son have any Brady rules that he could uh, abide by? Right there, Greg? No, he's no? not missing. Yeah, we're not missing games. Okay. We put way too much time into this season. Okay, we're not miss- your- I don't even miss the games. I alter my flights around so I can be at the game. I love it. Good for you, man. Good for you, Greg Olson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's just jump right into. Uh, what you saw this weekend. What is, when, when Aaron Rodgers after the game, Greg, he said that when asked about what to do for the offense, he said, simplify things. So he said that the, when they moved the ball, they were doing more simple things, less motion. And when I heard that, and he also talked about, you know, the, the guys that they have there, um, that, that they need to do things that the guys that they can have there can handle and that uh, if they have the wrong guys there, that that's a different conversation. That was what he said after the game. I thought to myself, isn't this the time of year where the simple stuff should have gotten already assimilated and they can push the pedal to the metal on the rest of the playbook? What did you see that Rodgers might have been talking about, Greg Olson? Yeah, we, we've been... We've seen now Green Bay up close. Now we've, we, I think we've called three of their games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had them the opener in Min- in Minnesota, and I think going into that game, of course, the the conversation early on was you know replacing you know Devontae Adams when you know traded to, to the Raiders, and you know they got two rookies that are coming in, and Randall Cobb and Lazard was still out. So I think there was that notion of like we don't know what to expect. There might be some you know some growing pains early in the season, and that's what we saw week one against Minnesota. And then it's kind of the unfortunate part is there's been glimpses here and there, but for Green Bay, what we just saw last week in week six was eerily similar. You know, they, they struggle having guys win and create separation. They're not, you know, they didn't pass protect great. So Rogers got, got banged around a little bit. You know, he's trying to keep plays alive with his legs, but you know, when your protection, when your protection's struggling a little bit and the jets were, were getting after him, put he, he was under fire from the jump. And you're not having a ton of separation down the field. There's not, you know, every ball that's thrown is a contested catch. It takes a perfect throw and a great catch to, to just make anything happen down the field. It's it's not a recipe that's easily sustainable, you know. And you know, people say, oh, they got to run the ball more. Yeah, and and that's fine. But you you, you got the best quarterback arguably in, in NFL history, one of the few. The offense is always going to run through Aaron Rodgers, and, and you know, to have Aaron Rodgers and say, oh, but we're, you know, we're just going to hand the ball off a thousand times. I think. 
I think is just a little short-sighted. They've got to figure out how they can develop some guys outside, and whether that's through simplifying some of the reads. Again, I'm not privy to a lot of the inside information. You know, it's their routes being run wrong and the depth's wrong, and they're not running it. You know how the play is designed, and that's why there's no separation. Right? There's always a lot of context to why teams are struggling. It's never just a simple fix. But at the end of the day, they got Aaron Rodgers. The passing game's got to be a force for them. And on top of that, they are used to playing from a lead. Right? They're used to playing ahead. Their defense is able to play a certain style last year because they're winning most games and able to, you know, not really worry about the run and whatnot. And right now, defensively. Green Bay struggling, you know, at the end of the game, Rodgers cut it to one score with that pass to Lazard in the end zone. And all that, you know, the, we said it on the broadcast, we said Green Bay's defense needs to come out and get a stop and hold the Jets here and get the ball back. And the Jets went right down and Brees Hall popped one for a touchdown. And then the game was never, you know, was kind of out of reach since then. So just both sides of the ball right now, I think are struggling to find their identity. And I think you can kind of hear those words when, when Rodgers speaks to the media. Greg Olson here on the Rich Eisen Show, and you just mentioned about what's wrong with Green Bay and both sides of the ball and how they, they gave up a touchdown after making it a one-score game at home. Um, how I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but how much of this can you attribute to the Jets being really damn good, Greg Olson? How much can you attribute you, to it, that? I, I think a good part of it, right? I, I, yeah. think, I think it's a, two, a two-pronged conversation. I think the, the Packers are uncharacteristically disjointed, right? Since LaFleur's taken over, all we're just used to this team winning 12, 13 games every single year, and we just expect Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP, right? It's just that's – and all of a sudden, it's not quite that, and they're, they're 500, and the sky's falling. But then on the other end, you have another team now that entered the game 3-2 and two with the Jets. Now they're 4-2, and two, and they're two games above 500, what feels like for the first time in, God, who knows how long. But I'll tell you, they are young – they are talented. They are very confident. It's hard to believe that they have all these first and second year guys. You know, to some of the graphics we showed during the game about their point differential and points scored in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and their ability to close out games and win close games. For a young team, that's very, very rare. And I think it's a product of Robert Sala. I think he's a stud. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think the culture change that they've implemented there is pretty significant. And their acquisition of talent has been really good. Their last two drafts, they've added premier players at premier positions, quarterback, tackle, pass rusher, corner this past year. Of course, in the second round, they get a guy like Brees Hall. I mean, just it's a really talented, fun group. And now the you know, they needed a, they needed to check a box with a big-time win. And I think winning in Lambeau Field qualifies as Yes, that. it now, does. Yes, it does. You know, and, yeah, man. And I'll tell you, we, that, you know, that's kind of the progression of a rebuild. It is. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the box, man, that I'm checking, all right, is is that clearly you mentioned Brees Hall and uh, we want to talk about brash and confident that Sauce Gardner for sure. That kid, Quentin Williams, up front is a game wrecker of the first variety. And I'm when I say first variety, I'm talking about the tops in the game at that position. And there's a lot of top names out there that I, you can mention. And he's heading in that direction, man. You saw it in person. He was a game. He blocked a field goal. He was in Roger's lap all day. He is a tone setter. He's allowing the guys behind him to fill the gaps. He's allowing the guys in the back end to do their jobs. He's friggin' amazing. That guy. He, he was, we, there was multiple times during the broadcast that, the only way we could classify what was happening is Quinn and Williams is unblockable. 
run, pass. You mentioned yeah. he blocked the field goal. I mean, he was arguably the biggest factor in the entire game on either side of the ball. And and I think and when we talked to Robert Sala last week going into the game, mm. you know, we, we brought him up and he said, you know, he's kind of flying under the radar right now, not due to lack of ability or, or his impact on the game. He's just, unfortunately, he's been playing on a bad team that hasn't played a lot of marquee games. Well, and he goes, if we continue to win and he gets a national stage, mm-hmm. look out. And sure, right on, right on time, he played a national game and was arguably the best player on the field. So he's a, you know, we all remember him coming out of school. We all remember the impact. And he's, I mean, they, they, some of the guys you mentioned, a few of them, some of those guys they have on defense, Jermaine Johnson, the first-round pick out of Florida State, he didn't even play. He, another one of their first-round picks from this year. You mentioned Sauce Gardner. Carl Lawson, the other end on the other side, is having a big-time year coming back off injury. So, I mean, they, they're they talented. And um, I'll tell you what, I, I think they're, they're going to be a force here for, for a long time. So uh, in the few minutes I have left with you here, let's let's – turn the page to where you're going next marquee game of week seven without a doubt there's no question about it i assume you're doing chiefs and and niners right you're going to you're going to santa clara next um so you got two teams coming off of losses one you know with the chiefs playing the de facto uh best team in the league somebody who you might be calling uh the super bowl uh, uh with them involved in it and the bills then you got the Niners losing to Atlanta, where uh, Atlanta is a young upcomer, obviously, um, but still the Niners should win a game like that. What do you what do you make of this contest and and the Niners' inability to start being more consistent, like we saw at the end of last year, Greg? Yeah, I think the, I think that's the key word you said. It. I think right now for the 49ers, the consistency factor. I think any given week they could look like one of the best teams in the league, especially defensively. And then on any given week, they have a setback like they did last week, um, you know, losing by two scores to Atlanta. And I went back and watched that game this morning, just preparing for it. And it was really a combination of a lot of things that, you know, three turnovers, one fumble that was returned for a touchdown to put them down 14 nothing early. They ended up coming back to tie it. They just could never quite get over the hump. And, you know, and again, there's no excuses. And, and you know, injuries happen to everyone. They're, you know, when you go down there, week one starting lineup on both sides of the ball, their original starting 22 versus the, the, the starting 22 they played with this past week. For whatever reason, it seems like every year just injuries play a huge factor, um, especially defensively with this 49er group. And I don't know exactly why, if it's just bad luck or whatever, but you know they need to get some of these guys back. They need to get Bosa back on defense. They need to get Trent Williams back on offense at left and left tackle. So, there are some guys that hopefully are back for them this week that just obviously make them just a different a different group. But of course, last week, you know, going to lose to Atlanta, especially coming off the good win the, the week before against the Panthers, um, you know, I think was uncharacteristic. I think they were playing better than than that result. But as you said, Atlanta is getting better. And then on the other side, I think that game Bills Chiefs is the flip of the coin every single time. They're going to play for the next decade, <laughs> and barring some crazy, you know, something happened on either side, I think we're going to continue to see. The games be what we you know what we saw last last year in the playoffs, which is arguably one of the best games we've ever seen. Um, and then you know the way that game ended the other day is pretty much in that same character, you know, same same category. So I, I'm looking forward to this one. I wish they both didn't lose the week before we had them. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think it takes away anything. No. I think San Francisco gets some guys back healthy, which will help. And I think it's two you know two of the teams that are you know in the running. I think especially with the San Francisco being in the NFC. 
I think it's anybody's conference right now. Yeah, I mean, it. It. You know, I know that you say that with the Eagles, the lone remaining undefeated team, they're on a bye week this week. The division for the Niners is still there. I mean, they got three, three, and three teams. They're one of them. Um, decent chance is what Kyle Shanahan said about getting both Nick Bosa and Trent Williams back for this game. And then Kansas City's got to sit back and watch the Monday Nighter and. Uh, from from last night, the Week Six finale, and say we got either one of these teams if if we face them. Uh, and, and in that regard, the last football question for you I have is, you know, I started the show by saying whatever Nathaniel Hackett sold to the management team there about what he's going to do with Russ and whatever he's doing with Russ, he should take it and throw it out, or just see what he did well in the first quarter and keep a little bit of that, but everything else gone. W- what are you seeing with Denver? Yeah, it's just whatever they're doing is just not working, right? And we, I think we expected, I think week one, you know, that game against Seattle, I think there was some reason, you know, I think there was people were a little more accepting of, you know, the struggles, the inconsistencies. I don't, I think the people fumbles. expected Denver to win, right? but just it was, that was a little, you know, misleading. I think people just saw that as like early season struggles, new, new, yeah. new team, new quarterback, but it's been every single week. And I think that's the concerning part is their defense has played really well. I mean, they, the games they're losing, the defense is holding people into the teens, and they're losing. And, you know, they're losing. And what also hurts is they're losing primetime games, right? We're seeing them play night games, premier games. Um, you know, in the NFL, you know, schedule makers were putting the schedule together. They, you know, they saw Russell Wilson and this, you know, young, talented Broncos team and thought they were going to be a contender. And, Obviously, they've fallen way short of expectations. So, you know, they, they've got some they got some figuring out to do. I think Hackett, you know, you talk to Aaron Rodgers, he speaks the world of him. You know, he thinks he's a fantastic coach and, and really, you know, thinks highly of him. And obviously, we've all seen what Russell's been able to do, you know, in his time in, in Seattle. But for whatever reason, what's, that, what's going on there right now is falling severely short of, I'm sure, all of their expectations. Forget our expectations. I'm sure internally that's nowhere near what they expected when they brought Russell there and made that trade. So they got some figuring out to do, and um, they got to do it fast. I'm told, Greg Olson, that you have some news regarding tight end university to discuss. Uh, yeah, so, what do you so going on to – yeah, for the, I appreciate letting us share it. So we Please. are we are pumped. We're actually uh, – this, this Sunday is going to be National Tight Ends Day, started yes, by my fellow PEU uh, partner, uh, George Kittle. So mm-hmm. – it's very fitting that on National Tight Ends Day, I, I would like to think the NFL schedule makers did this on purpose, but maybe maybe it's a coincidence. So Kelsey and Kittle, my two partners in TEU, playing against each other, I'll be calling the game. So what better week to announce TEU than this week on National Tight Ends Day? So we are back. Um, Charmin is back as our big partner, our big presenting sponsor. We're going to be down in Nashville. We hold it down at Vanderbilt's campus. Last year we had like 85 NFL tight ends for three days down in Nashville for like a three-day kind of tight end summit of classwork and on-field work and some fun. It's really grown into a pretty, a pretty significant event uh, on the summer calendar. So we're, we're excited to bring it back. What better time than, uh, than now as I get ready to go call a game between two of the best guys I love it. Of, the la- of our generation playing the position. So we're pretty pumped about it. Olsen in the booth, Kittle and Kelsey on the field. Let's go. I mean, how good is that? I, that's it. That's I, I bet they did that on purpose. Kelsey and, and Kittle on National Tight Ends Day and just assumed you'd be calling it. I, 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 I think that was planned. And I'm, I love that Charmin's your sponsor. 
What a great sponsor. How, how fitting is that? Amazing. Well, I, I've, they, take care, they take care of your tight ends, you know. It's a, they, they do. Hey, and uh, so it's going to be in Nashville next year again, right? The whole drill? Yep. Same drill? So, run it back? Yep. Always, this will be our third year. Okay. Yep, we'll run it back. It's in Nashville. All right. Vanderbilt makes they're a great host, and uh, it's an absolute blast. I love it. Uh, th- thanks for sharing that information here. As you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, all three of you guys and certainly the idea that tight ends matter. Um, and, uh, and I, I mean that for the position, stop laughing over there, TJ, what's the matter with you? Um, and, uh, and so congratulations on that and everything going on with you. I appreciate it. So well-deserved. I appreciate it. It's always great to see you, man. It's always good to talk to you. Right back and, at you. Uh, I'm sure I'll be on soon. Oh, let's do it again. Thanks again. That's uh, Greg All Olson right. at Greg Olson, 88 from Fox sports right here on the Rich Eisen show. How dare you? <laughs> what are you, a child? A little bit. <laughs> What's the matter with him? What is the matter with him? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, to be honest. Speaking of which, Major League Baseball did something for the kids last night. I love the kids. They should. They. they, All right, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. Game fives later today now. Okay. We'll discuss that whole business when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show before hour number two with Ronnie 2K stepping in here. And Jerry has chimed in on deck. Stop laughing. You're a child. What's the matter with you? Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Looking for buy a new home? Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options and resources that help their members save and make sure they get the best deal because right now Navy Federal will contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance. And that's not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you so the home loan process is as smooth and experienced 
as possible. This is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after 9-16-22 may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs applied to closing with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Terms subject to change. Ask your loan officer for details. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Evan in New York, you're on the show. What's up, Evan? Rich, how are you doing? Hang in there. Hang in there. What's on your mind, sir? Well, well Rich, uh, before I get into what I want to talk about, I just want to say um, I mentioned earlier in the year uh, to you when I called in that your show makes the viewers feel like they're friends of the show, and I want to let you know that that still holds true to this day. Thank so, you, Evan. Appreciate that. Up. Of course. Excellent. Um, Bitch. Thanks for saying. I was watching you on this Sunday on the NFL Network, mm-hmm. and let me tell you something. As a someone who feels like a friend, I would like to say that it made me feel very happy to see everybody else on the panel pick Green Bay, yep. but you, sir, were the lone the lone wolf, yes, sir. the lone wolf to pick the New York Jets. Yep. So how did that feel? Amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. just amazing, amazing. And then I have the Jets back up my play by saying they're going to put their cards on the table and tell everybody that the crap of the last 50 years is over, over. And they did exactly that, and it was amazing. And I believe everything that I'm seeing. I'm, I, I honestly don't feel, Evan, like like this is Fagazi. I don't feel like this is also a flash in the pan like uh, Rex Ryan... Wow. And and uh, Sanchez, those grounded pound years, and then once mm-hmm. uh, once they got capped out, um, they 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 had to rely on Rex's ability to coach uh, players who might not fit systems and things like that as well. And it all fell to crap, as we all know. Geno Smith got right. drafted. Rex wasn't even paying attention to what was going on in the field because he was so focused on the defense when the offense was out there, and things fell apart. This doesn't feel that way. They're young. And they're, they come from programs where they're not used to losing, and they're beginning. The light is on. The light is on. So Yeah, that's great to see. And, you know, it's great to see New York being, you know, the home of football, too. You know, <laughs> with the, the Bills. Well, yes. The Jets are on fire, and the Giants as well. Um, so that's great to see. One more quick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of just uh, two things. Uh, tonight's the start of the NBA season. Just want to give a quick shout-out. Um, my dad worked with his dad at Indian Point. He's a four, also a New Yorker. So, Rich, keep an eye on him for the New York. I mean, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Matt Ryan okay. made the 15 man roster. He's mm-hmm. from Briarcliff Manor. Okay. So, keep an eye out for him. And uh, of course, Rich, we've had our we've had our disagreements about this team. And uh, I'll let you. I'll go off the air to let you talk about it real quick. But if at any chance. What do you see the New York Knicks doing this year? I have no idea. I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I know I, I know they got, uh, you know, what, Brunson, right? I mean, so very yeah. – uh, look, uh, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I don't mean to shine it off, but I, Jets, Giants right now. Let, let, the, well, well, the Knicks' home opener is what? Um, against the Pistons. So they'll beat the Pistons, and everyone's going to run on the streets like they won the, super, the, uh, the championship, like the Larry O'Brien trophy, just like last year when they were all acting like they were six-year-old morons. Not tough, like six year olds They have the Grizz but tomorrow. Whatever. But they're at the Grizz. So. Yeah, I know. Home opener. Whatever. Right. I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to go down to Dolan Wormhole right now. I don't either. Yanks are taking on the Guardians at 4 Eastern today. 
And I don't know what Major League Baseball was thinking. All you had to do was look at the Doppler radar. And I know that around, you know, what, halftime of the, the Monday night football game yeah, last night is not. when they finally oh, when they yeah, finally yeah. called it. They let it go for a while. They, you know, like nine-something nine at night is when they finally called it. And it's just like, what were you thinking? Like, you're, I, I heard they were like, there could be a window open at like a quarter to nine and they were like going to give updates throughout the night and they gave no updates i kept on refreshing on twitter zero updates i felt bad for the people who show up at the stadium sitting there trying to stay dry and they're like what there could be a window at what eight forty-five at night nine at night and the whole conversation too has been with this baseball playoff season because the padres and the phillies who are starting game one down the road from us here for the nlcs is uh, you know, the wild card teams have advanced to the LCS and the Guardians might bounce the Yankees and the Astros have gotten through that maybe the bye week is a bad idea for the teams that have the best records that they're they were too rusty and what have you. And that, you know, that's been an issue with the playoff format. Buster Olney, who I adore, even came up with some wild idea that if you have the best records, the two best records in the league, like the Astros and Yankees and the Braves and the Dodgers had, you would have the chance of maybe playing in the first round to keep fresh. And you have your choice of a bye week or not. It's just like, how, how about you play better than you played? How about if you're the Dodgers, you play better? This whole business of you've won 111 games and now you get bounced by a team that was 20 games behind you, that's not fair. How about you play better? But even with this whole conversation of being like the regular season should matter more because the two teams that have the best records are getting bounced out of the NL. So you're going to hold the game five that the Yankees earned with that almost 100 win season in front of 8,000 people who still stuck around? Like that's the home field advantage you were willing to play a game with? And how about the kids sitting in Ohio and New York that would have to go to sleep? Some kid waking up in Cuyahoga County and saying, Dad, Mom, did the Guardians win at 2 in the morning while I was asleep? Like, what are you thinking? I understand they were trying to make sure that the winner of this Game 5 wasn't handicapped for Game 1 of the ALCS, but so, so be it. At least it's going to be on a bright, sunshiny day in New York. The Yankees earned the right to have 47,000 screaming nut jobs there today, like Nick Totoro sitting on his couch. And, um, and so they're going to have it. And the kids will see it. Actual New York and Ohio kids will be able to see a game to its conclusion without being asleep or 11 at night or even 2 in the morning. What were they even thinking for as long as they were thinking it last night? So I'm glad they made that move. Well, the other conversation, too, that I saw was, uh, you know, the Dodgers and the Mets losing means we need to change the five games. we got to go to seven no, now. No, no, no. I kind of like this series. I kind of do, too. And I think the idea is that you get your first, you get the two best records, you get to set your pitching up. Yeah. You get to set your pitching up, and that's that. And the other teams, what, because they have their juices still flowing, have a better chance to win? I don't know, man. I'm not sitting here thinking the Yankees were rusty. They won game one of their series against the Guardians, who just put the ball in play. And let things happen. And if they bloop, they bloop, they bloop, and then they'll get get one other base hit. They had five singles in that comeback win on Saturday night that earned them the right to still be playing today. You know, so I, I'm 
I am not of that mindset that this new playoff format just one year in shows that the teams that had the best records are actually handicapped because they're rusty while the other teams still go. I don't believe that. Just play better. Just play better. The Dodgers were rusty? Really? Is that what it, is that, is that what it was? Didn't they win game one? Too? The Braves were rusty? Maybe it was just the time for the Phillies. They've been red hot ever since they, they told the binder to go to the MLB network. Well, Cleveland too, aren't they like 26 hey, and man, 6 or something? They, they got a hell of a manager. Yeah. Who I love. When he, what did he say that Aaron Judge was going to pick, he was going to maybe pick his home run ball up on the way home? He's a good he said manager, during, Rich. He's good a manager. He's awesome. I know what you're saying. He gets to do his own thing. 